painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today on Artbeat, we go to public launch in downtown Winona for the opening of a photo exhibit by local photographer Ed Hoffman. The exhibit, titled La Gomera, The Island Lost in Time, is an attempt to tell the story of La Gomera, which is an island in the Spanish Canary Islands. The island has faced the impact of mass emigration, modernization, fascism, and climate change, all of which come through in Hoffman's photographs. The exhibit will be on display through October 12, 2019. I'm Bill Stoneberg with local photographer Ed Hoffman on Artbeat. Uh, Ed, can you kind of briefly describe for our listeners kind of what the photo exhibit encompasses? I mean, if you can. Sure. Um, Well, I've been traveling to this island. It's in the Canary Islands of Spain. They're off the coast of um, North Africa. And the show is um, kind of a collection of photos of people at traditional festivals, landscapes, and then... Um, also some of the kind of lost settlements in the mountains. Nice, nice. And there's some really beautiful stuff. You know, I was I was kind of curious, like, uh, did you start going there first, or did you have the idea to do this project and then you went there, or how did that kind of come about? Well, I've been going there for a couple of years, and um, I was, like, posting a lot of photos on Instagram or whatever, and um, they got, like, a pretty great response, and... A few friends like kind of planted the seed um, of the idea that I should do a show the following year. So this last year I went with a better camera and sort of took it more seriously and um, got some mentorship from a friend of mine who's a photographer there. And uh, this is the result, I guess. Well, I think the result is fantastic. It looks really good. Um, Why did you like what got you interested in the island initially when you just first started going there? Well, I think it. Four winters ago, I decided that I didn't want to spend the following winter in Minnesota. It was just like really, you know, bumming me out or whatever, you know. And so I decided I wanted to go back to Spain where I've traveled a lot and I studied in college and um, I've taken some really long walking trips there and stuff. And the cheapest ticket I found to Spain was actually to Tenerife, which is one of the larger, more populated islands in the Canary Islands. And I had never been there before, but I booked the ticket because it was uh, really inexpensive. And then I decided I didn't really want to stay in Tenerife, so I started looking around at some of the islands you can ferry to, and I found La Gomera, which is, you know, a really laid-back place, not really heavily touristed, still really agricultural, um, inexpensive, and it just seemed like a great place so I booked a room and been going back the last couple of winters nice nice um so the project just kind of evolved then huh yeah the project really just kind of evolved um I won a a grant um from CMAC the southeastern Minnesota Arts Council um to produce the show which um really you know I mean realistically I don't know if I could have done it without it and it was uh and it was, yeah, just um, just a fun project that that sort of kind of flourished. Nice, nice. Well, you know, I've been looking around at the stuff, and uh, you know, and and then reading about it online as well. Um, 
There are elements of, uh, you know, modernization, you know, I mean, you talked about a little bit on your website about global, uh, uh, global warming, things like that. Um, did you know right away, like when you started kind of taking the project more seriously, like what would come out of it or did the intent kind of involve as you went? I'd say that, um, I mean, I had a general idea, but it did really evolve, you know, I mean, I, while I was there, I took um, something like 2,500 photos or something, so the selection process was um, challenging to say the least, but certain images just um, stuck out to me, and, and when I put them together, I realized I had, you know, some cohesion to the show. Right, right. Yeah, it looks great. And, you know, there's a lot of beautiful shots that highlight, like, the traditional culture and things like that. And uh, But sometimes, you know, like, there's one in particular that I saw, oh, yeah, of, like, some musicians on the street, and there's a woman kind of looking at her cell phone, you know. Um, do you think that those images can kind of help us think about, like, technology in our own lives and culture and, you know, how it may, we try to balance that? Or? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean... Part of, you know, what's cool about looking at other cultures is realizing how similar they are to our own, you know, and especially in, a, you know, an era such as ours, you know, where there's a lot of polarization. Um, I think it's really just important to understand that people are people and hopefully the photographs, you know, help show that and certainly travel helps people learn that really there's wonderful people all over the world, you know, and we're not so different from each other. Right. And we all have to share this space, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the themes, you know, that you also, meant, also mentioned was mass emigration. You know, why do you think that is that uh, people were leaving the island for a while? Well, the island, I think, reached like a um, population of around 30,000 in 1940. And um, it was around that time that um, Spain fell under the um, fascist dictatorship of Franco and during that time um, like party loyalists friends of Franco rich guys ended up sort of creating this kind of quasi feudal society in La Gomera where um, the people that had lived there for generations were treated like serfs there was a massive suppression of their culture they have like a unique language on the island that's comprised of uh, whistles called El Silbo and um, and the Franco regime banned the language and uh, was star literally starving people and working them to death and so um, roughly a third of the island uh, left during that period of time and so when you go there now, a lot of the photos on the walls here are of sort of abandoned places and, you know, kind of lost villages or ghost villages or whatever. And that's um, in part a remnant of the Franco regime and the depopulation that happened from the 1940s through the 1980s. Okay. Um, you, you'd mentioned ghost villages and, and things of that nature. Um, I was curious about the title, The Island Lost in Time. Why did you choose that title? It wasn't really too thought out. In fact, um, it's kind of a um, phrase that's uh, often used in association with the island, sort of a slogan or motto or something. And um, really, it's... I, I decided on the name because I was talking to 
my landlord, who's also a tour guide on the island, and there's some interviews and an interactive thing here at the at the exhibition um, with her, and um, and she claimed to have coined the term, which I don't know if I believe, but uh, it definitely made me think that this was the name of the exhibit. Okay, so it just fit, you know. Yeah, and plus, like, of course, like the images that you see here, are, um, aside from the the folks at the festival, are kind of. Um, you know, they're sort of barren landscapes and abandoned houses, and uh, I think the the word lost just kind of fits with like the subject matter in the in the photographs. Yeah, it does. I think it fits really well. You know, that's kind of what I was curious. Uh, you know, do you see this exhibit as sort of a reminder for people of like you know where we've been, where we might end up? You know, that you know cultures change and things. You know things are forced upon it or what what have you well i think the cool thing about this exhibit and uh, you know the show in, includes a large section of people playing music and dressing in their traditional clothes and everything and um i mentioned the whistle language earlier that's now a u.n protected language that's taught to kids in school and uh, you see in the photographs that um, the way people live has changed quite a lot. You know, they don't live in these isolated settlements and farming's not as big as it used to be on the island and things like that. Um, but yet the um, the music, the food, the culture, the dress, the traditions uh, carry on. So I think um, I think that's a you know one of the the cool things about it yeah it definitely is and you can see that in the photos too you know and i was kind of wondering about that as well like you know why do you think it's important to highlight and kind of remember traditional cultures and things um i guess for me it's interesting because you know i think i actually just had this conversation with somebody right before you came in you know talking about that kind of traditional culture in the united states and um other than us sort of um celebrating you know, the cultures of where we, our ancestors came from as immigrants, we, you know, we're, maybe it's because we're such a new country, maybe it's for other reasons, but we don't necessarily have that uh, same strong bond. I mean, people grow up on this island, you know, almost everybody learns how to play an instrument and everybody knows the folk music of the island. And here we just, we've, that's not really necessarily part of growing up in the United States and I think it's uh, interesting I guess you know to to uh, highlight that that feature of this culture yeah yeah I think so too it kind of because stuff like that I think kind of bonds people together you know and ties the people to the place doesn't it yeah I think so for sure I mean the Lagomera is a really friendly and safe place and the sense of community that you feel there is really awesome and um, you know people I don't know if it's island life or if it's just built into Spanish culture, Canarian culture, Lagomarian culture, but people have a much healthier, I think, work-life kind of balance and and community and family is, is like extraordinarily important to these folks. Okay, nice. So maybe we can learn something from, uh, from them, maybe by uh, just thinking about that and viewing the stuff, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, th I think so. You know, I mean, it's hard to really say which way is better. You know, you can't romanticize, like, um, 
everything about a culture that's different than you, even though the temptation is there to do that. Um, you know, there there are social problems, and there definitely is highlighted in you know, these photos that sort of highlight what happened during the Franco era. Um, you know, there's there's problems that arise that exist in every culture. Right. Well put. So, uh, you know, what would you uh, what would you like people to kind of take away from uh, viewing the exhibit? That's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. I'll let people make up their own mind about what they take away. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. That's that's definitely fair enough. Um, and then, you know, you had mentioned you have a little a listening station over here with some interviews. Um, what might people expect if they come down to see the uh, exhibit and uh, take a listen? Sure, yeah. I did um, a series of interviews with um, my friend, landlord, scuba instructor, uh, Raquel Marcos, who's a tour guide on the island and very well studied um, about the history of the island. And so I sat down with her over the course of a couple of days and I did a series of interviews where she sort of tells some of the history of the areas that you see in the photos and, um, and also um, just some fun stories about, uh, you know, witches and drunk rabbits and <laughs> evil eyes, all kinds of stuff. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> Witches and drunk rabbits. I love it. Yeah, apparently there's, well, there's a old, um, there's an old forest on the top of the island that's um, a, also a UN protected site. It's called Garahonai. And um, it's filled with laurel, a laurel forest. And I mean, we are familiar with laurel trees, like a bay leaf tree is a laurel tree. Um, but this is a different variation and uh, a different species of tree. And apparently the leaves, when they fall off, ferment in the really wet cloud forest. And rabbits will sometimes eat these fermented leaves and, and like, there'll be drunk rabbits in the, in the wilderness. <laughs> oh, wow, that's got to be a sight. I haven't seen it. Oh, that's interesting, though. And then if, uh, if people want to learn more about the exhibit, you know, and kind of dive deeper, um, do you have a website or anything like that that people can go to? Or? Yeah, I created a website last year, um, which is evolving, but it's uh, lagomerafotography.com. Um, and uh, there's um, information there about the exhibit. There's um, all kinds of photos, everything from the photos you see in the show to snapshots from my iPhone a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, history about the island written there, and um, these interviews with Raquel are also under a section called audio on the website. Okay, great, great. Well, I encourage anyone to get down to the exhibit here. So the exhibit is running now through October 12th at the public launch in downtown Winona, and it is called La Gomera, The Island Lost in Time. And uh, I'm talking to the photographer Ed Hoffman here, and uh, thank you so much, Ed. Thank you. Thanks again to local photographer Ed Hoffman for joining us today on Artbeat. Hoffman's exhibit, La Gomera, The Island Lost in Time, will be on display at public launch in Winona through October 12, 2019. For more information on the exhibit, go to lagomerafotography.com. For more conversations on art, tune in to Artbeat Tuesdays at 12.30 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from local photographer Ed Hoffman on Artbeat. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. 
visit us on the web at kqal.org. Is art an important part of your life? Find podcasts of Artbeat and all your favorite KQAL shows at kqal.org. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.